to matter. Is that good? That's perfect, right? There. All right. Is it on? Yep, it's on. Good? Ready to go. All right, sounds good. <coughs> yeah. Just going to buckle this in here. Okay. First off, I just want to congratulate Matt preaching his message. He did amazing. And, um, yeah. And, um, yeah. Christ really did did everything for us, and um, for sure when we go out there and like preach the gospel that, you know, we shouldn't try to be, like it's an argument that we're trying to win, we should just show them the love of Christ, and that um, few are on that um, narrow road, and that many, many, many are on that broad path, which we all know leads to destruction and an eternity in the lake of fire. Um... So, let's see. I'm going to be reading from, um, hold on, I had a script in my head. Now it's all backwards. Hold on. All right. <laughs> so I was kind of like to reiterate with uh pastor said this morning. Um, so I'll be reading a topic. The topic title is called Intelligent Designer. And it's like evolution, um, Big Bang Theory, um, you know, a science in the Bible comparable, and um, some other ones. Uh, I don't want to tell you too much. Um, but yeah, it started as one page. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to memorize it all because it started as like one page and then um, led to many, many others. So, um, yeah. All right, I'll begin. Okay. A great deal of people believe in evolution and the Bing Bang Theory, which, explain, which explains how everything started from nothing. Nothing created everything is scientifically impossible. You can't get something from nothing because nothing can't perform actions. Earth is way too intricate and detailed to be left up to chance. There must be a creator of a higher intelligence than us. In addition, relating to the Big Bang Theory, every explosion I've heard of causes chaos, not order. <coughs> Think of a hand watch, for example. Like this one, this one's nice, techy, advanced. Um, even like an old one, you know, with the, the small, you know, designed, whatever those, the gears and all that stuff in here. Obviously, this is more advanced, but I'm sure it has some of that. But um, yeah, so take that, take this watch for an example. It couldn't just appear in nature or somewhere by chance. It's delicately crafted by hand. All of the small parts are placed perfectly where they need to be in order for it to work. That takes intelligence to do. If you put the parts of a, of a watch in a box and shook it for a thousand years, I guarantee you that you're not going to pull a watch out of that box. True. Not a chance. Now take a book, for example, one with colorful pictures and words, like this one. So it's got words. Look at that. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Hmm. That stuff, huh? All these colors and words. All right. So, do you believe that a book could happen by accident? That nothing produced the color pictures in the book? That red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet ink fell from the sky and formed itself into those beautiful pictures and then black ink fell from the sky or from nowhere and formed itself into coherent words, sentences, capitals, periods, and commas making sense? Then page numbers fell from the sky all in order, then bound itself and formed itself into a cover without work. And there we have a book. You know, what would you think of the mentality of a person who thought this? Tim, what would you think if someone thought, 
Not so good. That's a good one. Silly, right? Of course, y'all. So obviously intelligent design must happen to, to design a book. Now if the book and the watch examples weren't compelling enough evidence for you, I want you to now consider something much more elaborate than them. Something that is in every living thing. This is DNA, which makes up all plants, animals, and humans. DNA is what makes up our bodies and our cells and everything that makes us who we are. It's information about us, how we look, how we are built. Scientists call it the instruction book for life. DNA is the genetic information encoded in the cell of every living thing that instructs our cells how to grow and function. It is made up of genes, and genes give those instructions. Our genes instruct a multitude of things, like the color of our skin, eyes, hair, how tall we are, and even our personality. Whether we are human, fish, plants, animals, insects, the way our bodies look and operate has all been pre-written in the amazing book of our DNA. Did you know that the instruction book for DNA, just your DNA, was laid out from end to end? It would go to the sun and back a number of times. That book is so comprehensive. Do you really think the instruction book for life made itself or that it happened all by accident? How can a program make itself out of nothing? On how to make a human eye, giraffe size, elephant size, cat's dog, puppies, flowers, birds, and trees. Everything has DNA that's so complex, it's mind-boggling, there must have been a genius beyond any human reasoning that put it together. And to say it happened by chance is infinitely sillier than saying a book happened by chance. Any man-made book just seems feeble compared to the infinite intelligence that must have put the instruction book for life together. Biochemist Dr. Duane Gish, a stalwart in the creation movement and vice president of the Institute for Creation Research, said this about the human genome. The genetics are so incredibly complex and can be so marvelously interrelated that it's absolutely going to demand an intelligent source. He goes on to explain, cells must have an incredibly sophisticated editing system to, to ensure that each gene is reproduced error-free. If life did not have that editing process right at the very start, then it would just mutate right out, of, right out of existence. All those errors would slip through. The fact that we have to have that editing process from the very beginning means it had to be created to be there, to be effective, and to do that work, or life could not exist. With that said, it debunks evolutionary scientists who think information of life has been built up by evolution. Can information arise from non-information? Dr. Werner Gitt, director and professor at the German Federal Institute of Physics and Technology, makes it clear that we know absolutely for sure from science is that information cannot arise from disorder by chance. It always takes information to produce information, and ultimately, information is the result of intelligence. A code system is always the result of a mental process which matter is unable to generate any code. Lastly, he says, there is no known natural law through which matter can give rise to information. Neither is it any physical process or material phenomenon known that can do this. Information always comes from another information, and matter cannot produce information. So what is the source of this information? Well, we can come to the logical conclusion that the vast amount of information in living things must originally have come from an intelligence, which had to have been far superior to ours as scientists are revealing every day. God is the source of infinite intelligence, beyond our finite understanding. The Bible indicates this when we read in Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God. The God of the Bible is an infinite being not bound by limitations of time, space, knowledge, or anything else. So which is the logically defensible position? 
that matter eternally existed or came into existence by itself for no reason, and then by itself arranges itself into information systems against everything observed in real science, or that a being with infinite intelligence created information systems for life to exist, agreeing with real science? The answer seems obvious. So why don't people or scientists readily accept it if real science truly does support the Bible's claims about an eternal creator God? Michael Behe, an American biochemist, author, and professor of biochemistry at Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, answers with this. The reason for science, for science, for science reluctance to embrace a theory of intelligent design is also based on the philosophical considerations. Many people, including many important and well-respected scientists, just don't want there to be anything beyond nature. They don't want a supernatural being to affect nature, no matter how brief or constructive the interaction may have been. In other words, they bring in a priori philosophical commitment to their science that restricts what kinds of explanations they will accept about the physical world. Ultimately, people like being in control and don't like being held accountable. If one accepts there is a God who created us, then God also owns us. He thus has a right to set the rules by which we must live. God has shown us the truth to this in the Bible, which he has revealed to us that we are in rebellion against our Creator. This explains why we live in such a hopeless generation and that suicide rates are continually increasing every year. Is science and the Bible comparable? The Bible is actually the foundation for science. That's not to say that non-Christians can't do science. They can. But in order to do so, they must borrow biblical ideas such as an orderly universe that obeys laws. Without the supernatural, there is no basis for logical, orderly laws of nature. The Bible teaches both that there are laws of nature, ordinance of heaven and earth, Jeremiah 33:25. The idea that science teaches the idea that science, sorry, the idea that science goes against the Bible is therefore not a biblical concept. So we can accept the Bible on faith in a world where physical laws are a constant. And where does the Bible say that science is not compatible with faith in God? It doesn't, does not state that anywhere. Many great scientists have faith in the Bible. Think of Isaac Newton, Johannes Kepler, James Clerk Maxwell, and many others. Why is it that people think that science and faith run counter to each other? The suspicion is that they have bought into the secular humanist claim that science is the same as naturalism. There are many false things that are often presented as science, such as particles to people evolution, the Big Bang, and billions of years. But such beliefs are not consistent with good science. Science has confirmed many of the teachings of the Bible. Genetics shows how animals reproduce after their kinds. Fossils and rocks show evidence of the worldwide flood. 14C and diamonds shows the world is young, and many others as well. When we logically prove a particular thing, we show that it must be true because it follows logically from something authoritative. But there's nothing more authoritative than God and his word. Amen. God knows absolutely everything. So it makes sense to base our worldview on what God has written in his word. Some people claim that it is unscientific to start from God's word. But in reality, nothing could be further from the truth. A belief in God is actually foundational to logical thought and scientific inquiry. Think about it. Why is logical reasoning possible? There are laws of logic that we use when we reason. For example, there is a law of non-contradiction which states that you can't have A and not have A. I can't have an apple in my hand and not an apple in my hand at the same time. And in the same relationship. We all know that this is true. 
But why is it true and how do we know it? The Bible makes sense of this. God is self-consistent. He is non-contradictory, and so this law falls from God's nature, and God has made us in his image. So we instinctively know this law, and it has been hardwired into us. Logical reasoning is possible because God is logical, and he has made us in his image. But if the universe were merely a chance accident, then why should logical reasoning be possible? If my brain is merely the product of mutations, guided only by natural selection, then why should I think that it can determine what is true? The secular evolutionary worldview cannot account for existence of logical reasoning. Likewise, only a biblical worldview can really account for the existence of science, the study of the natural world. Science depends on the fact that the universe obeys orderly laws which do not arbitrarily change. But why should that be so? If the universe were merely an accident, why should it obey logical orderly laws or any laws of that matter? And why should these laws not be constantly changing since so many other things change? The Bible explains this. There are orderly, there are orderly laws there are orderly laws wait, one sec. Sorry, I thought it was actually a lot longer. All right. So, so the Bible explains this. There are orderly laws. Because a logical lawgiver upholds the universe in a logical and consistent way. God does not change, so he sustains the universe in a consistent way. Only a biblical worldview can account for the existence of science and technology. Now, does this mean that a non-Christian is incapable of reasoning logically or doing science? Not at all. However, he's being inconsistent because he must borrow the above, he must, he must borrow the above biblical principles in order to do science or to think rationally. But he is simultaneously denying that the Bible is true, which is inconsistent. Only the Bible explains why there is beauty and ugliness, life and death, health and disease, love and hate. Only the Bible gives the true and reliable account of the origin of all basic entities of life in the entire universe. And over and over again, the Bible's historical account has been confirmed by archaeology, archaeology, biology, geology, and astronomy. Job 38.31 shows biblical truth relating to astronomy and how we can still see constellations that were made by God over 4,000 years ago. No contradiction or erroneous information has, been, has, has ever been found in its pages, even though it, has, even though it was written over, a hundred years, over hundreds of years by many different authors, each inspired by the Holy Spirit. Scientists from many different fields have produced hundreds of books and tapes defending the Bible's accuracy and its claim that it is a revelation to us from our Creator. So is this really an issue of religion versus science? Or is it the historical science of one religion versus the historical science of another religion? Evolutionists who deny God have a blind faith. They have, to believe, they have to believe in something that is against real science, namely that information can arise from disorder by chance. The Christian faith is not a blind faith. It's a, it is a logically defensible faith and is supported by good science. This is why the Bible makes it clear that anyone who does not believe in God is without excuse. Romans 1.20 For his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, as a result, people are without excuse. What we see in God's world agrees with what we read in God's word. 
back to the question. Could a book make itself? No. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> DNA, the instruction book for life, couldn't make itself either. It's impossible. DNA is complicated, but the point is very simple. Book, bookmaker, DNA, intelligent designer, God. God is what you are looking for if you are looking for information and absolute truth. We, we all have a purpose and meaning. We will live on, either with God or without him, in a place of judgment forever. There is hope and exciting good news, though. The Bible not only tells us who we are and where we came from, but it also shares the good news of how we can spend eternity with our Lord and Savior. Our God provided through the cross of Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, a means of deliverance for our sin of rebellion, so that those who come to him in faith alone and repentance for their sin can receive the forgiveness of a holy God and spend forever with their Lord and Savior. We aren't guaranteed a tomorrow, so don't wait. Place your faith in Jesus today, which is the only way. Okay. And um, just a few application stuff. So, so a big part of this is don't go off your own understanding. Proverbs 3.5. A lot of these scientists are coming in with um, obviously their own understanding and a priori. And so they have uh, a list of possibilities. And for, I feel like science, you can't, you can't leave any possibilities out. All possibilities should be on the table. So when they come in, they'll, oh, God can't be a part of this at all. They take them away. And then when they're done with it, oh, none of their possibilities are making sense, but they have already denied God. And then they're looking, hmm, okay, we're just going to come up with something and say it's that, which is totally wrong. And another one is defending the word. Hopefully... Um, you know, a lot of this stuff was um, um, inspiring to you in that, um, you know, we are to, you know, if anyone asks for a reason, you know, we are to give the hope that is in us. You know, First Peter 3.15. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we should do it with gentleness and be respectful. And um, obviously not trying to win an argument, you know, show the love of Christ. And always keep your conscience clear. And another one is to be humble. You know, we think, you know, now we think, you know, oh, how can these people think like this? But, um, you know, for us who are saved, we were once like them, thinking all of this was strange. So, you should always stay humble. And last one is um, hope. You know, a lot of people believe that God's a million miles away, but he's not. He is so close. He's here. He's here right now. He's closer than the air we breathe. That is so very close. So, and he wants to get to know you. So he wants to get to know you very badly. He loves you very much. I would say just pray to him, and that um, pray to him that he can reveal himself to you because he definitely wants to. And yeah, he's he's the only way. Thank you. Amen. Amen.